0: Hey guys welcome to the you make the scene podcast my name is josh and this is episode number 68 this week on the episode i've got a conversation with the band whitehall from south carolina if you're into just a laid-back vibey pop-punk emo rock kind of outfit this is definitely something that I think you need to check out. Had a great time, was able to to get the whole band together to do this interview. Um, had a lot of fun talking to these guys and going over the new music, kind of how it differs from their previous album, um, and really just getting into the exposure for them Um, you know they've been around for a little while and it's time that more people are able to put their eyes on them and and really see who they are and what they're capable of because these guys definitely have the talent Um, again was able to sit down with the whole band via zoom because I'm still in Indiana they're in South Carolina and COVID still exists but we talked about the new album, Swordfish Catcher. Uh, we talked about fun facts as the guys introduced themselves, the evolution of the sound, the songwriting process, releasing music during COVID, uh, plans for 2021 and and beyond. And you know, it was just a really fun conversation. A lot of uh, a lot of laughs, and you know, just the relaxed conversation that we love to have so i want to jump right into this conversation with whitehall
1: awesome so uh start off with i do start with the same boring ass question every time though and that's basically go around introduce yourselves kind of what you do in the band and uh maybe a little background on you sure uh
2: i'll start i'm patty uh i sing in the band um uh, my, uh, do I do a fun fact? No. Not sure. Um, no, I don't. I'm not uh, I think burritos are not the best form of food. That's my fun fact. Um, yeah, it's my hot take. But anyway, I'm Patty. I sing.
3: Hello. All
4: right, I'm gonna have to follow that. I'm a <laughs> <laughs> I play the lead guitar mostly, stuff like that. Um, and my fun fact is that Patty's great. <laughs> oh, <really> nice.
5: yeah. <laughs> that is really sweet. Um hi, I'm Brennan. I play bass in the band
6: and I do enjoy burritos. Um, I think they're great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Dave or Davis, whichever one you want to call me. Uh I play the drums and um I like to drink barbecue sauce every morning when I wake up. <laughs> <So,
3: laughs> taking you like shots or like <laughs> just
6: <laughs> <to drink it? laughs> Uh, you know, by,
1: by the, uh, the gallon. <laughs> <laughs> sweet, sweet. So um, basically what I want to do to, to kind of get into this is talk a little bit about the, the background of the band. You guys have went through kind of an evolution of sound over, you know, the previous album into this. What went into kind of finding your sound? How, how natural was it versus kind of constructed?
5: Um, Yeah, it's kind of interesting. It wasn't super intentional, I guess, because when we got together in college, we were just kind of like goofing off and writing songs and playing at our friends' parties and stuff. So we didn't really like care, honestly, or like, you know, so we, uh, when we decided to record the first record, it was just mostly songs that we had written during those like, you know, four years in college and stuff like that. And so it just was sort of arbitrary and whatever came out was it. But um, this time we, I think were maybe a little bit more intentional and sort of fine tuning the way we wanted to sound and why and stuff like that. So I don't know, it was an interesting process, I guess, finding the sound that came up in Swordfish Catcher.
1: Yeah, awesome. So um, with the new album, Obviously, having previously recorded an album, you learn some tricks and, and, you know, things that you want to tweak as you record an album. Uh, how much easier was the new album compared to the first?
4: I'd say for me particularly, it was like way easier. I feel like we just had a better setup in general. We recorded the first album and this most recent album in the same space uh, here in Charleston. But we had uh, different people working on it, and both are great experiences. But I feel like since we were a little bit older and we were working with somebody who got our sound even like more than maybe the, the first person did, that been, like it kind of just really came together a lot more uh, organically and felt good. Yeah,
5: I also <laughs> wasn't very good at the bass the first time we yeah, recorded i, so. I say, <laughs> a little better. Yeah. I practiced between the first and second sessions. You know. Yeah, yeah.
6: Sure. we definitely grew as musicians <laughs> a lot. And- play a lot better, made it a lot easier
1: to. Yeah, and so, you know, all of that happened throughout the the COVID year, as I've been calling it, 2020. Um, How interesting, especially in your area, Charleston, you know, is a relatively big city. And so I imagine lockdowns over there were pretty strict about certain things. How did that kind of process look for you guys? Hmm.
2: Uh, It's been interesting here. Uh, Being in the South, especially, it's been very interesting uh, compared to our friends up North, just because there has been a certain amount of Black's uh, laws and stuff around it. So it's like, I think we feel a little bit of a different way than our environment. Like we have tried to be really careful and timid about playing shows, but there are, have been opportunities. Um, So we've just been kind of managing that and feeling it out for ourselves and uh, trying to be safe and courteous to, uh, to others and stuff. So, I mean, it was definitely like a real test to that a little bit. But um, we've managed to do all right. It, we've been hanging tight and playing poker. Yeah, yeah. A, lot a lot of poker. We've just been excited. Just, we've kind of been working on like the business and the back end, just trying to get these songs out to people so that, you know, now that this record's coming out, we were well prepared to move forward.
6: Yeah.
4: Get out yeah. of the COVID year, get out of the- on a touring in the fall yeah. and whenever we can really i would yeah. say that the whole everything being shut down kind of made recording a little easier because we all live together so so there wasn't really a worry of spreading as much right. our guy that we work with we're also around all the time so it, it it just kind of uh everything stopped and we had all the time that we needed to to do the thing so yeah.
3: yeah
4: it worked out unfortunately <laughs> <I guess>. yeah <laughs> we got to with it <laughs>
1: Yeah. And I, I think, you know, something that you said that was interesting to me because not a lot of bands until COVID happened really thought about their band as a business, you know, and, and taking into consideration that that's how we make money. That's how, you know, we can do these things. So being able to take a step back, and it almost leveled the playing field, right? Like nobody could tour. So everybody has the same type of opportunities um what went into kind of your plan as far as when you knew that everything was getting shut down like okay this is the direction we need to start heading
5: yeah it's interesting we at the time we kind of had a lot of like back-end business kind of stuff to do anyway and so it was nice to like kind of take a beat when we weren't like frantically trying to figure stuff out in between tours and stuff like that we could kind of like Figured out and like almost, um, it feels like we have like a pretty good foundation in terms of the team we've sort of built around us and stuff like that. Um, and signing with Common Ground Records, our, our record label for this most recent one, yeah. some new management, things like that. So it's been been really good. It felt like it was a good. year. We still felt very busy and on the back end for sure. So it's like normally I think that work would have maybe been done a little bit. It would have either been drawn out or not done as well. And so we had an opportunity to just sort of do things right and
1: really yeah. Cool. Oh. yeah, yeah, put some extra focus in there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we definitely would have preferred to have just tour, been on the road and like kind of yeah. do that kind of work, but it was like, it's one of those things where it's like, this is a situation, what can we do? Yeah,
6: so, it, was, it was nice to still be able to grow, even though it was yeah, it was the shitty situation for everybody, you
1: know? Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the thing, you know, I've talked to quite a few bands, especially since nobody could tour, um, you know, everybody's available, and it was kind of that double-edged sword, though, right? Like, cool, nobody can do anything but we can't get out and do the thing that we love and that we're most passionate about either. So it's like, how far do we go? You know, live streams only work so well. Putting out new music only works so well when nobody can go out and enjoy it.
5: Right, yeah. There's there's something really beautiful about live performance that can't really be replaced quite with the live stream, um, which we've, we've, you know, we have did a few live streams and it's great and yeah. fun, but there's something about the energy of a crowd that, like, is a little irreplaceable,
3: I think. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. No, and I I totally agree with that. I've talked to a couple artists where, like, even from the fan side of things, like, cool, I'm rocking out in my living room. You know what I mean? Like, there's just so much that's missing. And same for you guys. Like, cool, did that song resonate with anybody? Like, what kind of reaction are we getting? (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's just move on, you know? There's nothing else to to judge.
5: That's happened to us at at real shows, too, though, to be fair. not that much different.
1: Awesome. Um, talk a little bit about the writing process for you guys. Is it uh, more like writing the lyrics first and then building music around it? Or do you build, you know, the platform of music and try to get
4: lyrics to fit? Uh, usually somebody, usually Patty, I feel like he writes uh, like the lyrics to a, a lot of the songs, but um, there's usually some sort of skeleton with words or like um melody and like a couple a of words adwords. or something. Yeah. And I feel like it's just that we'll get in a room and chip at it until it becomes like an actual song. And I feel like each of us have like a really like a well-established and important role that kind of goes into what making, yeah. you know, each each song kind of what it sounds like. Just I feel like he's, you know, a wordy guy over here. He's
3: <laughs> 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 really good structure yeah. and, and
4: like theory things and Dave plays drums. <laughs> 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 yeah, but I don't
2: know. Something like that. I think something the four of us are really good at though was we all jump in and out of those roles all the time. Mm-hmm. Like Brennan and Avery uh, wrote songs on this new record that, you know, I had to learn how to just be a singer and like <laughs> just figure out where the melody was, you know, so stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, we, we, uh, we kind of float in between stuff. But yeah, it always starts with some idea and we just take off.
3: Yeah. yeah
5: we've been writing for together for a while too. So none of us like have a huge problem anymore. Just like telling each other, we think another idea sucks or that right. like, you know, it's pretty like a fish. We've gotten into a rhythm where we're like, totally know each other's like language and, and how to communicate really well, which is cool.
1: Yeah. Um, so as a singer, Patty, how hard is it, you know, like you just said to figure out somebody else's words and, and that delivery.
2: Uh, it's, it is so difficult for me. Uh, I, uh, uh, famously to these guys, uh, I don't like cover songs. Uh, like I just I I know where I'm at, where I'm at, uh, melodically and lyrically and all that stuff. So to to break into somebody else's head and try to channel what they're channeling through lyrics and melody, it's uh it's difficult. But you know we found a way to make it work, and we've had a really good time doing it. and Their songs are some of my favorite songs on the record. So
5: it's really funny too, like figuring out which words that you're really passionate about because like when he, like we were in the studio and he'd sing something slightly different. I was like, no, no, it's, it's that word. It's not, you know. Like, so, and, and sometimes you sing it different. I'm like, Oh, I kind of like it better. So it was kind of interesting for me to find out which words were like core to the song right. parts I could take or leave. It was kind of funny.
1: Yeah. And I, I think, you know, with song building, that's a huge factor, right? Like where can we draw this out or, you know, what's really going to hook in this, this melody. Um, For your personal experience writing the the new album, you know, you guys were going through some new relationships and dealing with with different things. Um, Getting as deep as you want to get, but not having to get deep if you don't want to. uh, Is there a song on the album that you're just like, man, in hindsight, I don't know if it's an album song, it was just a release?
5: As in like, as in like... A song that doesn't quite fit like
1: well like almost like a regret song like music is therapy obviously right so like sometimes you just write a song that you're angry at that moment or whatever is there any song that you feel like was just that release and it made the album but maybe in hindsight you wouldn't have put it on an album
4: I had oh, songs man. like that from our first. I record. do too. Yeah. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't have any from this no, I'll I've say. not yet at least. I don't think any I, I don't think, think. <laughs> I don't think of any will come. Ask us again in a year, That yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
6: From the first record, there's definitely at yeah. least one or two. We <laughs> did
2: stumble into this uh, funny thing when we were picking singles for this record. We all just kept going, I don't care. It's like any song is a yeah, single. We <laughs> they're all hits, put them anymore. out. Yeah, we all
4: good about it, which is cool. And there's always that float around outside of the album that didn't quite make it, that I think we're all at least sort of also in love with too. Yeah, so it's like they, it, they kind it, of exist in their yeah, own space. I
6: feel
3: like,
6: yeah. The,
1: yeah. It's okay. <laughs> yeah it, I didn't have an, a song in mind. I just, you know, I've listened to the album a couple times. I was just like, I wonder, because like I've talked to other artists where like they're like, you know, this song was really meaningful at that moment. But now that it's, you know, quote unquote in print and out, it's like, I don't resonate with it. It shouldn't have went on that particular album or whatever. Yeah, that's
5: a
3: good
5: it's, Yeah, I think I think one. maybe we're too close to the release of the album to tell. Yeah. Uh, that I'm gonna think about that for probably the rest of the album. <laughs> yeah, <yeah>, yeah, we'll Let's <laughs> see. Be on my mind. My yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I, I think it's kind of going back to a double-edged sword, it's you know, that authenticity, right? Like if you weren't passionate or authentic about it, it wouldn't have even came out in the first place.
5: Yeah, we have talked about how like frustrating it is that it takes so long between like you know the writing of a song to the actual release of it because yeah. some of those songs on swordfish are, like two years old at this point mm-hmm. and so it, it would be we've talked about it being fun at some point as like a creative thing to like write and record the album kind of at the same time and then like mm-hmm. as really soon as possible so it's very like immediate i don't know it was like a thing we had been talking about maybe for the next one
1: yeah and i think you know that could be cool but also at the same time you kind of have to wonder and this is probably where your heads are at are we rushing something at that point right. you know like are we just slapping it together yeah you know that out
2: will be full of regret. yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah
5: exactly we probably hate it by the time it came I, out, but. it's
2: it's like when uh like yeah some of these songs are like three years old and some of them are you know just a year and a half old and it's like i would love to regret one yeah, but, like, I didn't have the, uh, the time to uh, or yeah. I
3: Yeah. Rather,
1: I had too much time to, uh, to fix let something slide. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, so with the, the new album, um, you guys signed to, to Common Grounds. Talk a little bit about that relationship and, and the vision that you guys, you know, went in with and what their their kind of vision for you is.
2: Well, so uh, we hit them up uh, a while ago and we were just, we were showing some people our demos and talking about um, what we were going to try to sound like. And these were like home recorded demos and stuff. So we were trying to just shop around like the most raw sound that we had. And, uh, they picked us up and they really liked it. And um, yeah, they, they pushed for us, honestly, They like kind of it how we want it. So that was really great and encouraging. Um, they didn't, they didn't really like push for any particular sound. So it's been really nice to have people just support your creativity and just say, run with it. So yeah. I think that's, as far as the vibe goes, it's just being honest. Yeah. That's kind of what we've been after this whole time. And they're very game to help us do it. So Yeah,
6: it's really cool. They've been nothing but helpful and, like, great to us. And we've never even met them in person. <laughs> so they've believed in us that much. So, like, you know, take us, take us on.
1: Yeah, which I think okay. is is probably a testament to you guys you know like that like you said you've never met them never had any like real in-person meetings or anything so for them to be able to listen to what your sound is and kind of what your message is and be like yeah this is worth us taking a shot i think that's a, a pretty big compliment from them oh,
3: yeah,
5: yeah we take it, a yeah. take it yeah, yeah. We need constant validation we're yeah. all very insecure artists so <laughs> anything we can get is is nice <laughs> Our label mates are also really wonderful too. It's a very sort of like tight knit crew and they've all been friends for a really long time and have welcomed yeah. us in really nicely. Um, they're, they're, it's been a really wonderful working relationship for sure.
1: Yeah. Um, so, kind of going back to the songwriting and talking about, you know, I mentioned that a lot of times songwriting is kind of a therapy of sorts. Um, do you guys find that, like the last album, you said there's a couple songs on there that maybe weren't, you know, something that you long-term planned on or whatever. Is that still something that you can perform at that same level? Or is there like that hesitation that I don't feel this as much, so I can't perform it that way.
4: I would say I feel like uh, for me specifically, I, I like, I at least wrote guitar parts that I like enough to still enjoy, playing <laughs> band, which is good. Even though yeah. like if I don't like the song as much, maybe as a whole, I think that we were still like a creative group of people back then as much as we are now. So it, it, it's just like maybe taste that's changed
6: more so than like, I don't know, anything else. Yeah, but I, I answered the question. We, we tend to not want to perform our, our older songs. <laughs> <laughs> we, we always want to play our new songs, like anything that we're organized, like we got to play it. It'll be the same <laughs> after this album as the, the previous album, you know? So yeah. but we, we still try to put at least, you know,
2: there's there's a couple of songs, songs. off our like first EP that we did in college that we'll still play, but like half of the last album we don't. play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know? so, but, yeah. like, it's it's kind of uh, yeah.
6: And part of the thing is too is because we used to have a saxophone player, so some of the songs we just like it just they just not they just don't really right. work without yeah. the saxophone, so we can't really do them. Um, but others we're just like mm, no, thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, talk a little bit about uh like music videos and stuff like that obviously again with the covid year that slowed a lot of stuff down being an independent band financially slows some of that down uh but talk about like that creative process for you guys and like you know how the storyboarding works and things like that
6: yeah that was that was our first this was our first attempt at music videos for this album um it's waiting for Three songs, I think. Yeah. yeah, three songs, three or yeah. four songs, yeah. Um, and it's been nice because uh, our friend Preston, who recorded our album, uh, also did all of our videos for us. Um, and having him around is like as a resource for camera work has been really like crucial to having those videos done for sure. Yeah, um, but the creative process was definitely. Uh, I don't know. it was really yeah, yeah it was <laughs> we usually just like have one idea and we just yeah. run it into the ground <laughs> so,
2: that's kind of a creative process it's like it, well we, for this record like half the stuff is like so orange and we were like orange. yeah let's go let's, let's, yeah. we we all bought all orange outfits and stuff like yeah. that
6: so um and then we had the vignette idea for capsize so like we kind of just like we're like right Let like we uh you know try to come up with a storyline for for each of our characters during that you know music video so that was kind of fun yeah you know, just like coming up with our own little storyline for the the video and then having that kind of come to life and yeah just like a whole different process it's really funny because like capsize the that video is kind of tightly
5: scripted because we had all our four little storylines and everything right. there wasn't very much time so we had to really like pick our shots a little bit and then i think the idea for the good guy video was just to get drunk at the beach and yeah. like hit the so there's like a lot of varying degrees of, of intentionality with with some of it so yeah yeah, that was fun.
1: Yeah, and I I think you know it's always interesting because obviously DIY bands have more input in their music videos, right? You know, uh, your major label people. Justin Bieber probably doesn't doesn't set up his video at all. Like somebody tells him what he's going to do. Um, so it's always interesting to hear, like from a DIY aspect, like the intentionality, like you just said, of this one. We've got four stories to tell, so we have to be on the The nose every minute, uh, versus you know the, let's get drunk at the beach, let's hang out, let's just do kind of the home movie feel, you know, and just have fun. Um, it uh, it's an interesting dynamic with that.
2: Yeah, we it's it's really funny to like all of us to like latch onto the same. It's you know four or five people have to latch onto one idea or you know something like that. So yeah. It's, it's, it's and there's no marketing behind it. It's just uh, <laughs> what are you guys feeling? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I'm feeling crabbing. Yeah, yeah I like just got
5: kind of like yeah. obsessed with crabbing and yeah. like, all right, this is what we're doing now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's almost more pressure. Like, it'd be nice to have a label kind of be like, hey, you guys should just do this. because uh, sometimes like having to be creative on command can be a little stressful that way. Yeah, you end up with it, kind of some really you. dumb ideas and some, some, I guess, arguably good ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but
2: we're having fun doing it. Yeah, stuff, you know, so, yeah. So,
3: yeah. it's great. Yeah, it's all fun. So.
1: And it's all a learning process, right? Like you know what you've done for this album, or what you did for the first album versus this album, even like knowing the difference in recording styles and things like that. Same with music videos. Now moving forward, like we really enjoyed doing the storyline thing, so let's keep pushing storylines in the next videos or whatever the case may be. I think that's that shows the creative growth of the band as well that you're identifying those types of things.
4: Thank you. I
1: sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed that we're yes. learning something from all of this. Awesome. Um, so the album's been out for about three weeks, give or take now. Um, it'll be just over three weeks when this goes live. So talk a little bit about the fan interaction that you've seen, kind of the you know the the acceptance of the album, any feedback you've gotten,
3: things like that.
5: We were really worried that people were going to be really upset that we didn't have a saxophone anymore. Because uh, when we were in college, we just got a lot of people being like, yeah, it's the sax man, you know, whatever. Um, so we were. that was something that stressed us out a lot. But it doesn't seem to have been noted at all, which is honestly what we wanted. Um, so that's kind of nice. That was something that we had stressed out a little bit going into. But everyone seems to really dig it. A lot of the you know local reviews in town have been kind of hitting it on the nose, like what kind of we were going for. So that always feels really good. Feels like yeah. that's a cool positive reaction. Yeah.
2: And I, I feel like I've seen that a lot of, uh, I've seen that different people have very different favorites on the record. And I just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love cool. seeing that. It means people listened. It means that, you know, like, you know, we had great moments and people latched onto them. So it's, it's been really nice. It's felt really good from our angle.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think that's, that's always the, the hope, right? That multiple songs connect with people because. Cool, we had one single, and it killed it, but nobody likes the rest of the album, so what do we do next?
2: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I, I bet every <laughs> band likes world. to believe this. I bet every band likes to believe that they have more to offer. Like, the deeper you go, the deeper you're rewarded. But I, I think we definitely believe that of, like, mm-hmm.
6: yeah, t- totally, uh,
2: yeah. in all our stuff. So I really hope people go deep and you know they live and It seems like they
5: are. Yeah. So it's. Uh... Yeah, we put a lot of like we were pretty meticulous with this one. There's a lot of care in all the songs, and they interact in cool ways. And and so it, I I do think it rewards like like you said a deep listen and a second listen and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So.
1: Yeah, for sure, and I I think the nice thing with it, at least from my perspective, uh, my normal day job is an office job, so it was an album that I could easily just put on in the background, continue working, and not have to worry about. Is somebody going to hear, you know what I mean? Like, right, I'm a big yeah. Silverstein fan, but you can't play Silverstein in the office <laughs> <laughs> type of situation. Whereas you guys obviously are, it's much more of a, a chill vibe album. You know, it's it's easy to get into. You can just listen to it straight front to back. You can skip around. It all flows really well.
5: Sometimes we call it mom rock because our moms like it, but, you know, you can yeah. rock to it. It so. doesn't sound quite <laughs> as
1: cool that way, but... <laughs>
5: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that's
1: that's over stash from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Awesome. Uh, so now that we're in twenty twenty one, things are looking like they might start loosening up with all these vaccines and things like that. Um, I know you guys have some tentative plans in the fall. Kind of, what's your your goal or your vision for twenty twenty one as we move forward here?
5: I to play as much as humanly possible. Yeah. We miss it so much, so I'm sure that every opportunity we're going to go chomping at yeah. a bit for As it, so. long as it's
6: safe for everyone else in the crowd, then like we want to do it for sure. Yeah. Um, we're looking at hopefully being able to to do some touring in the fall. Um, we have a couple of local, local shows uh, coming up.
3: Yeah,
2: but, um, but yeah, I think we're just excited
5: to get after it and share our music with people. Yeah. It'll be fun to perform the record. We haven't gotten to really like do that yeah. yet. So
1: right. Well, I think that's the thing, like you guys had the, you know, the album release live stream and whatnot, but like being able, like we said earlier, to be in front of a crowd and perform it and actually see the energy that you're, you're getting back is going to be huge. Yeah,
6: exactly. I'm ready for it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Um, So let's say in a perfect world, you guys get to set up your, your tour, um, whether it's in the fall or whatever. If it's a four band tour, who are you guys going out with?
3: Oh man! Four oh, oh, oh
5: man! You have four bands. Bully! <laughs> <laughs> is the Frey
4: gonna open up? That would be. I would fun for Um, I would love to tour with like Hippo Campus or Love and Headrest. is a really big but, influence uh, of ours. Uh, sorry, yeah. Um,
3: I mean, we yeah. gotta throw Hop Along. Hop And just what? What's the
5: most absurd band? Tropical Fuckstorm. Tropical Fuckstorm. They're really great. I'm not gonna listen to
2: work. Guy. Yeah, that's definitely not. <laughs> <a>, I would, <laughs> but they're they're amazing. Yeah, so. would love to tour with them. So some combination of yeah. them. Oh, you
3: know, man, we name like a tour. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
5: <laughs> but the fray opens.
3: Yeah, but the, but the, fray,
5: the fray starts the show. What is up yeah. with that? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know I mean, the, I'm just saying
1: it. I'm not saying it isn't. <laughs> Are they even doing anything anymore?
5: I don't know. They could. I, I would just ride cable car until I die. Yeah. That's, <laughs> don't need to. That's, yeah.
3: it's
5: on Christian rock radio yeah. every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. We need to ride a cable car, man. That's the ticket.
1: But, that, but that's the thing, right? Like trying to force something like that versus it coming organically. You know, can you craft a cable car?
4: Oh, um, I wish. I uh, yeah. would if I could,
5: I think um, vacation No. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I think, yeah, sometimes it's like when you just sort of let whatever happens, happens, the best stuff comes out. I for sure don't know exactly yeah. what the phrase process is. We're, we're like
2: actually that. really bad at writing intentionally. Yeah. yeah. It's like we should write it, uh, the new hit, and it's like, yeah, you're going to get it in like a year and it's going to be way different. Yeah. Right? So yeah, it usually just comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let
3: it happen.
1: I, I think, though, that that may be a good thing, right? You know, going back to the authenticity versus okay, we're just going to write the next pop single. Well, okay, but everybody's writing the next pop single now. So is that really going to let you stand out or not?
2: Yeah. Thank God we're not capable, right?
5: Yeah. Not that we're making that choice on our own. We definitely couldn't if we wanted to, but, well, maybe. You never know. But Yeah.
3: Yeah.
5: Let the pieces fall. Awesome. You
1: know? Yeah, but I think that's, especially the way the industry's been, you know, through COVID, that's kind of the the mentality you have to have, right? Like there's so much out of everybody's control right now that let the pieces just fall and see what happens with
3: it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, luckily we thrive in that.
3: That's,
1: that's our MO. So hopefully, hopefully we get great things out of this year. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so the remainder of the year, you've got some potential touring happening. Uh, what, Do you guys, are you one of the bands that is constantly writing, even though like the album just dropped, you know, are you starting the the process for the next one?
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I feel like we have had this problem in the past of playing our songs that we've just written too much before we've even released the songs that, you know, uh, were out before. I guess, but yeah, I, I, I feel like, uh, we we are or we're starting to write again for something else new soon, but I don't want to. I don't like getting too excited about new stuff when we have to still be excited about old stuff. You know, but yeah, just the
2: right one. Yeah, we'll go through spells. Well, I think like some of the songs on Swordfish Catcher are. I think three of them were written in like a same week almost kind of thing. So we'll go
5: through spells and mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Right now we're
2: trying to play cool, but yeah. we'll, uh, we'll we'll catch
5: back up. yeah Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because we start writing them now. By the time we go on tour in the fall, we'll just want to play the songs
4: that aren't out yet,
6: and and yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. we're too excited, right? Yeah.
1: Um, So I think that's everything I've got for you. What we're going to do for the final question is we'll go around the room. Um, If you could put your music in any TV show, what TV show do you want your music in?
5: We there's this show that we all really love a lot, and it's really bad. It's like, it's one of those Bravo reality shows oh, I was like, <laughs> it's, it's called Below Deck. And it's uh, like a, a group of like,
1: it's that yacht one, right?
5: Yeah. yeah, yeah you know, yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. It's incredible. And so a lot of times on the road, we'll, we'll just kick, kick back and watch the Below Deck on a day off. So it would, it would mean the world to us if the over at Bravo would, uh, would license one of our songs for Below Deck. That would be crazy. <laughs> yeah. The drama is just, just wonderful. So. Yeah
3: yeah awesome. it
6: crash but I
2: love it. other than that i would I would love it if uh I don't think they're making any more but Pete Holmes show uh crashing mm-hmm. I love that would we, be great. we got a spot on that that soundtrack is amazing every episode I like look up a song, so
4: yeah, I would love to join. I would love to be in the simpsons
3: <laughs> there you go <laughs> simpsons, but
4: yeah, yeah <laughs>
6: Oh, I don't even know. I would, I would have said below deck too. That was, <laughs> that was gonna be my. In <laughs> the punch, you gotta be quick.
1: Hmm. Awesome. So I'll obviously link all the socials and everything. Uh, but tell fans where they can find you, kind of what to expect. You know, from the different socials and things like that, and you know, give them what they need to know.
5: All right, we're Whitehall the band on Instagram. If you want a lot of content of us and our cat, that's definitely <laughs> the place to go. Um, Whitehall uh, CHS on Twitter. Yeah, um, and then we're gonna have a TikTok soon. <laughs> yeah, we're Working on that. We're we're kind of old now. We're over the curve, so it takes us longer yeah. to figure that sort of stuff out. Yeah, Facebook um, Yeah, Facebook. White, what's
1: our
5: uh, website called? Uh, Whitehalltheband.com. the, Whitehall, the, Whitehall, the, that's yeah. the one. Cool. Yeah, that's where we live. Awesome.
1: I appreciate it. Um, so basically, this will go out next Wednesday um we'll definitely you know blast it and let you guys know when it's live and everything uh one thing i do like to do at the end of each of the episodes when i'm you know mixing them and all that is to put one of your songs in so what song if you can as a group agree what song off of swordfish catcher do you want to end the episode with
5: can it have cursing in it that right, absolutely
1: yep right. i don't care
6: let's <laughs> count it out yeah <laughs> Three, two, one. Swordfish. Swordfish
1: it Uh, is. Okay. We can do that. I appreciate it, guys. Like I said, a great time when I can get the whole band there. You know, obviously, much more perspective and everything. So, uh, really appreciate your time and look forward to hopefully catching you out on the road as soon as tours start happening again.
5: Likewise. Thank you for having us. Thank
4: you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys. Have a
5: good
4: one. Thank you. You too.
0: And that was my conversation with the guys in Whitehall. Um, As always, hope you guys enjoyed that because obviously uh, I want you to listen to the episode. So um, Whitehall, Swordfish Catcher just came out a few weeks ago. Um, You can stream it anywhere that you stream music. You can pick up digital copies, um, all of that. Be sure to check the description of the podcast for the band's socials and things like that. Um, they're pretty active on Instagram especially, so if you're wanting some interaction with the band, that's a good opportunity for you there. Um, again, I really appreciate them taking the time to to do this interview, this conversation, um, and to have everybody there, like I said, towards the end of the interview you know, it. it's always nice because you get additional perspectives. Nothing against the one-off interviews that I do uh, where it's just the front man or, you know, the guitarist or whoever, you know, single person out of the band. I absolutely love those two because there's so much depth in that. But when you're able to get the whole band there, the amount of perspective you can get, like when we talked about kind of the writing process and the evolution of the sound and things like that, you know, everybody has a different reason for why they did some of the things they did or what they liked about those changes and things like that. So it's always, for me anyway, a lot of fun to hear that, knowing, you know, the front man maybe, it was just a natural progression for him and the guitarist had to actually think about this change of sound or whatever um but obviously with Whitehall specifically like they said it wasn't necessarily a intentional thing it just kind of happened you know normal evolution of sound um and it was natural for all of them which is an awesome thing it really means that the band is in sync and has the same vision and Motive and things like that, that there wasn't a whole lot of conflict regarding it. Um, definitely want you guys to check out the new album, uh, check out the old album as well. Uh, but definitely check out the new album. Let us know what you think of it. Head over to Instagram, um, find the post about this episode and give us a comment and let us know what you thought of the album um what your favorite song is and things like that and then lastly be on the lookout we're going to be updating merch um relatively soon uh so we'll be posting about those things as well and yeah i think to take us out on this week's episode we are going to go with swordfish off of swordfish catcher the newest album by whitehall Remember, guys, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene.
3: I can't oh, this is a part of letting go. Water gets deeper than I've hit the sea. Blue lost myself over and over and over. Hell then feet on the floor. I will start to let it go.